Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie Gunlock with the Independent Women's Forum, and this is another edition of the Working for Women podcast. Today, I'm talking to Julie Kelly, a good friend. Um, We've talked before on this podcast. She's an agricultural writer, food writer. She's a chef. She lives in Orland Park, Illinois. Um, And again, she's been on these podcasts before. Um, We follow her at IWF, and I, um, I encourage everybody listening to find Julie on Twitter and to find the different outlets she writes for because she is quite a voice out there talking about uh, food freedom and the freedom of uh, farmers uh, to use uh, the products that they want to use. So she's a, she's a really, um, I think, important voice on those issues. We are going to pivot, though, a little bit away from the issues that Julie usually co- covers um, and talk about um, this recent election. And uh, one of the primary players in the election was a woman named Kellyanne Conway, who ran the Trump campaign. Um, I'm sure everybody is is uh, is aware that Kellyanne Conway has not been getting uh, such positive press. Uh, certainly not uh, the positive press one would expect um, when a, when she is the first female to run a winning presidential campaign. So Julie Kelly uh, wrote about the hypocrisy that we're seeing, the double standard that we're seeing in the press. So she joins me today to talk about that. Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your article? It was in The Federalist, um, and it was published, I think, a couple weeks ago. Why don't you tell them um, what you wrote about and how you feel about this issue? Sure. Uh, I wrote about Kellyanne Conway, her amazing success in turning around the Trump campaign, Um, a little bit about her story. She's an attorney. She's a pollster. She started her own business. She's also a mother of four and um, how she has really not received the media attention nor the adoration from women, particularly modern day feminists, for her accomplishments and achievements, which have been on her own accord, not because of her husband's last name, like our uh, defeated candidate, uh, Democratic candidate for president. <laughs> and it really, it really touched a nerve. Um, it, it, it really spread like wildfire. I think it resonated with a lot of women, particularly on our side. Um, and I did several interviews about it. And it was also interesting, the response I got from liberal feminists. Uh, and their reaction to it. We can talk about that in a moment. But I really do think that Kellyanne um, has not received a lot of the credit that she's deserved. And now we're starting to see, after my article and some other people uh, have talked about this, we're starting to see some blowback in the liberal media. Dana Milbank, who's a columnist with Washington Post, wrote an egregious piece you probably saw a few days ago. So this would have been December 7th or 8th saying how Kellyanne Conway's misplaying the woman card. I mean, if that isn't the most condescending elitist uh, (laughs) accusation you can make, but that's how hard the media is spinning against her, which only of course underscores my premise. I want to, I want to expand a little bit on what Dana Milbank wrote. So again, what Julie's trying to say here, and, um, and I, I think uh, her article is really worth a read because she's, she points out that if this had been a female, who had run a Democrat campaign, um, we would have, uh, you know, nothing but 
adoration and and compliments and all sorts of praise for this woman, but it has been a media blackout and a feminist blackout for Kellyanne Conway. But Dana Milbank, you had mentioned Kelly, wrote a piece. Um, you know, there's been several events that Kellyanne Conway had participated in. She was up at Harvard uh, participating in a roundtable discussion that got very heated. They accused her of running a racist campaign, the, the, the Hillary campaign, um, accused her of running a racist campaign, absolutely obnoxious uh, comments coming from mm-hmm. the Hillary campaign. Um, and, that, and then she was recently at another event where she talked about how working in the White House is very difficult for working mothers because, and look, I worked on the Hill. For, I worked on Capitol Hill for many years, and I quit when I had kids because it's a, just a very difficult lifestyle. I, you work in tr- incredibly long hours. And so can you explore a little bit, um, so, you know, because then Dana Milbank wrote an article that was totally false. I mean, Jake Tapper actually wrote on Twitter that that, that is not a, an appropriate representation of what Kellyanne Conway said. So can you explore that a little bit more for our, for our listeners? Sure. And actually the original piece, um, because people started tweeting it to me, was in Slate. And what they suggested was that Kellyanne Conway said that women should not work, working mothers should not work in the White House, which of course was just a blatant lie. And you read yep. her comments and what she was saying is as a mother of four, her children are all under the age of 12, I think was the age um, that, you know, that 24 seven constantly on demanding, traveling, et cetera, was not something that she wanted to do. And I think what, what she was saying was when she had to explain to men who were pushing her to take a job at the White House, and she would say back to them, would you want your wife to take this job? And she said that yeah. completely changed their attitude. That's the realities of life. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, despite, and I think this is great, despite your huge level of fame, your huge earning potential, when you have obligated yourself to be a mother, uh, especially of four children, that really overrides, you know, a lot of right. decisions that but- we make when they're that young. Well, but also, you know, what's so sad about this is that this is just a wonderful opportunity to demonstrate how far women have come. What she is, what yes. Kelly Ann Conway is living proof of is that women have choices today. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a panel, I did a panel just um, on Monday um, on the, it was repeal day. It was a uh, the anniversary of the repeal of prohibition. And I was on a panel and I was actually very sympathetic to early feminists and uh, early women of the women's movement who were pro prohibition. And I was trying to say, look, let's not be sort of uh, uh, let's, let's, let's remember that we shouldn't look at historical things with a, with a modern lens. And I, I ticked off all the ways in which women were disadvantaged around, you know, in the early 20th century. I mean, not able to, own property, not able mm-hmm. to have any legal claim to their earnings, not able to vote. And so I, you know, was saying that, you know, life was really awful and there was a tremendous amount more alcohol consumption and wife abuse. And so many women backed prohibition because they thought it would improve their lives. You know, women just didn't have choices. And when you think about what Kelly Ann's life is, that she can make this choice for herself, what's best for her. And also let's not forget, she has children, she has a mother, their, their happiness counts too. And yet she's being dismissed as somehow endorsing not working, you know, mothers not working in the White House. That's precisely the opposite of what she was saying. She was saying you can choose to do that, but it is your choice. And there are, you know, there are, there are 
trade-offs. You won't see your kids as much and it will be difficult. And um, so it's just terrible how the media spins this stuff when, again, this should be a good news story. Well, and aside, you know, aside from the fact, look, she said, I'm not going to work for the White House. I'm not going to work for a man and be at his beck and call. I'm going to keep my own business. I'm going to make a lot more money. I'm going to have a lot more flexibility and freedom. I guess the feminist movement thinks if you don't have some full-time job somewhere with a male boss and you're carving your own passes, that's a bad thing. But here's the other point that I made when people started tweeting that to me, which was, I think Slate had to walk that back, is um, I don't recall people criticizing Michelle Obama, who's an Ivy League educated, very intelligent woman giving up her legal career here in Chicago to be the first lady and grow an organic garden. That is not, there was no criticism of her. She is still hailed as a feminist hero. And I think that she is. Um, And she's raised two beautiful daughters. I think she's, she has conducted herself very well as first lady. She's been a lady. She's been a strong voice for military families. No one has criticized her. And the fact that now they turn around, but here they don't recognize their own hypocrisy. It's either hypocrisy no. or willful ignorance or both. And here's the most egregious thing that I got back. They did not support Kellyanne Conway. Now get this, because she supported a man who treated women the way that he did and was accused of sexual assault and, and said things about women. Now think about that. All I had to say was tweet back or say back, and your candidate, what did she do? Much worse right. in supporting a man yeah. who has been accused of horrible things towards women, and you supported her without question. Yeah, I mean, look, this is, this is so typical and so frustrating. I think the other thing about Kellyanne Conway is people forget that this this was not she was not like an intern for the Trump campaign who then rose through the ranks. Kellyanne Conway is a is a really sort of important woman in Washington. She has mm-hmm. a very established career as a well known pollster. Actually the Independent Women's Forum has done full polling with Kellyanne Conway. I did a joint uh, opinion piece with Kellyanne Conway based on some polling that her company did for us. Um, this is a, she is a well-known pollster in Washington, D.C. She is a sort of a famous female leader within the conservative movement and liberty movement. And so like this idea that, <laughs> that like, she only has one choice, that is to go and work for Donald Trump. It's just so absurd. I mean, Kellyanne Conway is is at least in Washington circles, is, you know, I would say, you know, you know, inside the Beltway, she's quite famous. Um, and now she has international and, and national um, fame. But the idea that she right. needs this position is, is kind of kind of absurd. And again, um, look, yeah, I think I think this is the kind of thing, the kind of message that gets carried by the media. That um, that reasonable people, when you sit down and look, Julie, you you and I have people. The, uh, friends that are very left of center. And I have a feeling that if we sat down with them and had a reasonable conversation about this, there would be no disagreement. I, I don't, unfortunately, after dealing with them, and I know a few of the friends that we're speaking about, I don't think that they lack the emotional intelligence. I don't think that, quite frankly, they have the integrity to come to terms with where we might find areas of agreement. They actually have gotten so off the rails or so egregiously out of their minds nuts that Donald Trump won for president. 
um, that they're not even rational human beings. In fact, I've cut quite a few of them off and I know you have too. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't have time for that. And if you want to spin yourself into the ground and make up all kinds of imaginary, scary scenarios and that Kelly and Conway is somehow, you know, leading the charge to take our country into darkness, um, because you're, you're sorry, your candidate lost, um, I can't yeah, help you're you. right. You're beyond help. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it really is a bizarre time we live in. I mean, absolutely. You, you, you know, I wrote a piece right after the election, really um, yeah. encouraging parents to calm down and not scare their children. It's amazing that that even had to be said. Um, we live in hyper-political times. We live in, in times of, you know, I, you know, everyone talks about fake news, but apparently the only fake news is that, you know, offered by conservative sites. Um, and so it is, I think it is, it is frustrating and perhaps I was too generous there because I do think that people have lost, um, some ability to reason. Although I will say maybe outside of the women that we work with that are more left of center, I think that I have some personal friends who are left of center who are more reasonable and have sort of calmed down and hopefully the nation as a whole will. I really do hope, um, Kellyanne Conway is recognized, um, for her accomplishments, her really significant accomplishments. And I really hope the press stops spinning her decisions um, as anti-feminist. It's, it's, it's disgusting and it's wrong and it's, it's, just, um, it's, it's, it's just reprehensible. Here's another great thing about Kellyanne Conway. She doesn't care. She doesn't care if she gets the approval by the media liberal. She doesn't that's care true. if the feminists like her. And that's the other thing that upsets them even more. They're threatened by strong, um, independent-minded conservative women like us, like Kellyanne, because we don't care. We're not playing your game. And they're afraid that we are going to take the game, make it our own, and they're going to be even further marginalized, which is exactly where they belong. Well, I think you're right. And the last thing I'll say is that I think it's interesting watching their response to um, to Donald Trump tweeting. Um, he doesn't need the press. He doesn't need them. He's got a direct line to the American people. I find many of his tweets to be totally amusing. Um, uh, and, and, and you can tell, you know, when, when Kellyanne is asked about, about, you know, will, will Donald Trump continue to tweet? I mean, who cares, right? <laughs> like, we've got right. bigger issues um, than this. But the, the press is so spun up about this because they're not controlling the message. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say, too, if you want a stark comparison between Kellyanne and what the media is doing in the Clinton campaign, take a look at Jennifer Palmieri's op-ed in the Washington Post yesterday. Uh, it was So that would have been December 8th. Um, it, it's outrageous. They're continuing to stoke fear in people. They want yeah. people to be upset and afraid. And she's representative, not just of the modern day feminists, the left, but, um, you know, the media as well. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, it was, it's really an outrageous uh, stark contrast between the two sides right now. Well, but, look, hey, we Julie, want, I so per- they can just. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get look. over it. But I will tell you, I will tell our listeners this. Look, in addition to reading uh, Paul Mary's piece and, and rolling your eyes, um, do take a moment to read Julie Kelly's piece in The Federalist. Julie, when did it run? It was posted December 1st. On the December first. It's a really good piece, and Julie got a lot yeah. of activity on Twitter because of it. So, I encourage you uh, to do that. Julie, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter and some of the other outlets you you write for. Sure, I'm a National Review Online contributor. I have a, most of my articles on there, but I'm also on Twitter, uh, Julie underscore Kelly too, and um, I'm usually pretty available during the day and 
I love to hear from people and I like to debate them. As you know, Julie, my specialty. Julie Twitter is very, words. Julie is very brave on Twitter. I am not as quite as brave or as active on Twitter, but Julie is, is quite the firecracker on Twitter. So listen, Julie, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. You Thanks, know, I always Julie. enjoy talking to you. Well, same. Thanks so much for having me on all the time. I love it. <laughs> okay, great. Well, we'll have you on again soon. So for everyone listening, thank you so much. This has been another edition of the Working for Women podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by IWF.org for similar content.